Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, the next couple of months are going to be interesting. 
Yeah, and doesn't the Senate have to approve on this, or or, or are they out of the process? I I I'm not that politically inclined in terms of knowing the inner workings of our great government. You know what? Neither do I. But I think the Senate does have to get involved <laughs> to some degree. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I would think so. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. But that's shit. I mean, if I was a political pundit on MSNBC, CNN, Hellline News. Uh, damn, um, what's the name of that? Uh, NPR, whatever, Fox News. Uh, I'll be out there right now. So, oh yeah, yeah, H band, G fan, there you go, C fan, H band, P fan, all those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 TV One, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy times, brother. Crazy ass times. Think we have football season. Uh, oh, ironically enough, that being that football is the ba- the NFL is the bane of the Treasure Trump's existence, but that's another podcast yes, another time. So oh, we'll yeah. get that, get into it right quick. Speaking of the NFL, Lamar Jackson. You Ooh. know what I'm saying, Lamar Jackson, that Bill Polian inf- infamously said should change position to be considered to be a wide receiver. Remember yeah. that, Lamar Jackson? Yes, I do. Well, brother, man, after another fantastic game. In terms of performance and stats, not only he's the front one of the MVP, he may be a damn near unanimous MVP. And I say damn near because of the one cat named Russell Wilson is going to get some votes. And I have some thoughts about Russell Wilson in a minute. But mm-hmm. could it be that the same Lamar Jackson – well, first of all, before we get into all of that, how remarkable is this young brother's, like, progress, this, his, his transformation, if you will? From becoming a from being a guy, albeit he was in Joe Flacco's offense last year, but being yeah. a one read, run second guy, to almost damn near multifaceted compared to what he was last year. I mean, dude has over what? I got stats right here. He has over sixty six percent completion percentage, sixty six point two. Has thirty three touchdowns to six ints. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't throw the ball a whole lot in terms of yards, obviously just over 206 yards per game, but the efficiency. Yeah. 33 touchdowns, six interceptions, mm-hmm. 66.2 completion percentage, average per attempt, almost eight yards. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn good. And also, one more thing, he leads the league in one QBR, which is said to be the ratings of all ratings. Among quarterbacks, never mind the the the, the now similarly antiquated quarterback rating, mm-hmm. or passer rating rather, but QBR on a scale of one to hundred, he's at eighty one point three. Ooh, again, not bad for a guy who someone once said should should switch positions to a wide receiver. So let me get yes. you, get, get get your thoughts on his his transformation when when he was a rookie to now being one of the big stars, bigger stars of the league this season? Yeah, that is a fantastic question because, um, like you said, he has made a huge jump from what we saw last season to what we are seeing right now. Um, Even from what we saw him do collegiately to where he is right now. Um, Heisman Trophy winner coming out of Louisville getting drafted, actually being taken 31st overall. Um, Once again, uh, you know what, as much as y'all talk about uh, Bill Belichick, you could actually thank Belichick for trading out of that spot to the the, uh, Baltimore Ravens because if that doesn't happen, 
you know, who knows where Lamar goes. But, you know, that happened. Right. And um, who is his office of coordinator? And Greg Roman, right? Greg Knapp. Roman, Robert, sorry, Roman. Yeah, Greg Roman. And that's right. where a lot of that lies because he had set success in the past with one Colin Kaepernick who played in a similar manner. Now, That's some right. would say That's right. one one of those ones being me would say that mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is a better passer than Colin. Now, the thing mm. is, Colin, well, not Colin, but with, uh, with Lamar, is, of course, he's a slighter frame. Right. And the one thing that I'm, I'm hoping for him mm-hmm. is that, you know, he doesn't end up having a situation like his teammate, where he plays so hard, he keeps making yes. these plays because of the, his playing style. It is one that kind of, as of right now, lends itself to a short career. But, hey, if it's a short, bright career, if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, i take that any day. If it's a career where, okay, I get six seasons out of Lamar, but within those six seasons I get two Super Bowl trips and one Super Bowl ring. I'm taking that, and I'm saying thank you, Lamar. Thank you for all you've done. Now, my hope is for him to have a lengthy career, he becomes a little bit more mature. He starts to become more Mike Vick-like, starts to learn how to preserve preserve himself, starts to become a little bit more of a pocket passer, but still being able to run at the same time because that's exactly what Mike Vick did. did. You know, it it didn't deter him for running the ball, but he did still suffer a couple of injuries. So my my hope is, for his sake, that he doesn't have those type injuries so that we can enjoy him. Well, if you're playing outside of the AFC South for as long as possible. Because, you know, this dude is really starting to become a huge talent. Now, mind you, it is only one season. And we've seen these right. bright stars shine quick and then fade even quicker and for even longer. For cats too. Right. Yes. So the hope is for him that this lasts for a long time, and we'll see exactly how long that does last. But hey, well, what we're talking about right now is 2019, and he is having a remarkable year. And like you said, he could very well be a uh, unanimous uh, choice for uh, for MVP of the league. And like you also said before, uh, 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 Russell Wilson also had some potential say in, in what could potentially happen with that vote. But it's been a I, – I, I haven't necessarily watched any uh, Seahawks games recently, so I don't necessarily know if he's been doing anything – huge like he was doing within those first eight, nine games. But if Russell can mm-hmm. go ahead and continue to be a threat for the remainder of the season and somehow win this division, which they're on potentially track to do, I think he'll have a lot more to say on who wins MVP of the league than we think. Let me ask you something. Well, not mm-hmm. actually, but propose something, because this is something I've been thinking about earlier today. You know, I'm, I'm a big Colin Cowherd fan, so I was listening to Cowherd earlier today while I was working on Sirius XM mm-hmm. Radio, and um, basically he made and you know sometimes we think of 
most valuable player has the biggest stud on the best team instead of the overall truly viable player to to this team who to his team who's her team who's doing well. Exactly. Now, I think I think uh, um, uh, let's see. Hold on. I, I, like I think um, Jackson is going to be the MVP. I think he's going to be running with MVP. But Colin made, said something, made an interesting point that I, I kind of agree with if you take a step back and, and listen, digest it. Lamar Jackson has 12 Pro Bowlers, 12 fellow, fellow Pro Bowlers from the Ravens, most of whom on the offensive side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And if you take Lamar away from the Ravens, I think they're still a playoff team because they still have Mark Ingram. They still have mm-hmm. that fantastic offensive line. They still have the great tight end duel, and they can still step you search down defense. So to me, they wouldn't be like – I don't think they'll be the best team in the league right now record-wise, but I think they'll still be like around 10 wins if, if Lamar Jackson wasn't there, maybe 9 or 10 wins. But out of way, they'll still be leading the division, AFC North. But you take Russell Wilson, you take him away – from the Seattle's offense, from Seattle, period, I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they are. Now, mind you, they do have a running game. They do have some sense of running game. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pulling them up right now. Chris Carson, he has Carson, almost yes, 400 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, 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 putting, he's putting in work. Averages over mm-hmm. 40 yards per carry, which is pretty good. But who does he have to throw the ball to? That's I the mean, thing. Who, who? Yeah, and 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 you know, and, and despite all of that, despite I mean, Russell Wilson's been sacked forty-two times. Mm-hmm. So he has a six shitty offensive line, right? Yeah. Compared to um, how many sacks does Lamar have? I think he has less than he has less than twenty-five. Yeah, he's only been sacked twenty-three times. He has a high. Now, despite all of that, Russell Wilson. It's still fifth in the league in QBR at 72.1. Mm-hmm. Again, on the scale of 1 to 100, he's at 72.1. Has, what is it, like, uh, I saw it earlier. He has 28 touchdowns to five interceptions. You know, and has thrown for over 3,700 yards. So despite all of that, he's still put in work. Yeah. So one could argue that Russell Wilson is the most viable to his team. And granted, the Seattle, last I checked, they're the best team in the NFC. As of but right not now, the best yeah. overall because, yeah, because I, even though both Seattle and Baltimore have the same record, Baltimore gets the edge, of course, because they beat him head-to-head early mm-hmm. season. But, man, as great as a point that Colin Cowher made, right, it's hard to deny Lamar Jackson. I mean, because, look, in addition to being tops in the league in QBR, 33 touchdowns and six interceptions, I think it is, dude has over 1,000 yards rushing. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, Lamar Jackson, again, leads in the league in QBR. He is eighth in the league and rushing. Yeah. Eighth. Eighth. He's eighth in the league, 1,103 yards rushing. Has seven touchdowns on the ground. And they have a set on ESPN called Big Men for 20-plus yards. That's a big place. He's tied for the league with 11. 
Mm-hmm. He signed with Nick Chubb for 11. <laughs> plays, 20 plus runs, 20 plus yards runs. That shit ain't fair, man. <laughs> it's, it's not fair. fair. And, and the thing is oh this, right? I, oh. I, I, I know Colin Cowherd's tactics. I'm not saying it as if it's negative, right? Because, of course, that's how a lot of people discuss MVP situations. How good would this team right. be without this guy? Mind you. Mm-hmm. Would, um, matter of fact, I, I, I saw Baltimore as potentially the number two team in the AFC North with all things healthy. And when I say all things healthy, I also mean Ben Roethlisberger being in Pittsburgh, right? Sure. Right. So even the way that it seemed that Baltimore was going to be, I, I still didn't have them being better than nine and seven, right? And that's still yeah. with this same Lamar no Jackson. Did. No one saw right. them playing this hot with only three losses at this point in the season. So I I don't I don't even know if this team will be be nine and seven without Lamar. They will probably be eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. They they will they will be within that range without Lamar. Even though I thought that they would be around that with him. But um, God, who's to say who the quarterback would have been in Baltimore at this time? Because God knows it probably wouldn't have been Bob. And for those that, that don't know who Bob is, that's Robert Griffin the third. I refuse to refer to him <laughs> as RG three. I refer to him as call Bob. Bobby or, or Brittle Bob at this call point. Bobby. <laughs> I'm not even gonna call him Bobby. He's Bob to me. He's Brittle Bob. <laughs> Brittle two sticks. So, right. I mean, I, I get his point. John, who would be worse without their player, without that QB? I, I would tend to agree with Colin on that. Because um, help me out here. Who was the wide receiver that um, DJ Metcalf? When when Seattle yep. took DJ Metcalf, I kind of frowned on that because I thought that you know Metcalf was just a, a, a one route runner. And, and and wouldn't necessarily be productive in the NFL. Now he's not putting up blazing numbers, but he's putting up decent numbers within that offense to help that team win. And like you said, who was Tyler Lockett? Five foot eight, five foot nine, Tyler oh. Lockett. Now mind you, Lockett's probably like five ten, but he's still a small. He's a small slot receiver. <laughs> he's their best wideout. Right. <clears throat> and a bunch of wideouts. So you're like who? Exactly. And he's just been finding ways to make receivers that end up being bad elsewhere, Paul Richardson, look like all-stars when they're with him. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I'm like, yo, how does he keep doing this year in and year out? That's why I wasn't opposed to him to get that check that he got with his last signing. Because he legit is that yeah. offense. He makes that offense right. go. And because of his passing right. ability and his running ability, that helps out. I'm not taking anything away from Carson, but that, that helps Carson be a thousand yard rusher. So would both teams be as great as they are right now without their respective QBs? No. But God, mm-hmm. would I say that that Stanford well Stanford, but Seattle will be worse? Probably. So I, I, I see it. But it's not like it's a situation with Lamar that this team would have been this good 
or putting up these type of guardy stats without him. Matter of fact, we didn't think they would be able to do that with him, which is why I still believe that he deserved his honor. But I understand the you argument know what, man? for Russell Wilson. I really do. Well, you know, either way, I mean, it's, at, in the end, it's hard to to deny Jackson because, again, he's leading the league in QBR, mm-hmm. and he's top ten in rushing, over a thousand yards yeah. rushing. Set the court, set the set the record for revoke Michael Vick's record for mm-hmm. most rushing yards in the season. And the amazing thing is, someone said this earlier in the week, or at least last week, is that Mike Vick's rushing yards came on most of them broken plays, right? They, none of them were yep. all plays. He was just one redude. If Algie Crumpler wouldn't open, he would take off, right? Yeah. With Lamar, a lot of his shit is called, or called, yeah. right? It's like the read out the RPO, right? The, the run, the run pass option. Which I wish most teams, more teams would adapt, but that's another podcast for another day. Um, that's a whole other conversation and, you because know, you're absolutely right. It would help out a lot of these. Excuse me, a lot of these QBs. <laughs> situation. Yeah, oh my God, and that's what. It is. Oh God, I don't want to get into. Like you said, that's a whole other podcast for another whole other conversation. I'm sorry. Continue. No, that's all right. No, no, we 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 have time. Actually, we probably hit on it like at the end of the season where they have the. Um, uh, the, the the damn like award ceremonies, you know, right right before the playoffs. So yeah. I mean, hell, trust me, we'll get we'll definitely get into that because I am yeah, because I want to I want to I want to talk about that RPO. Yes. Yeah. So, and anywho, um, you know, what, what I was saying that like Lamar Jackson has over a thousand yards where she smashed it, but Lamar's most of his shit is called, you know, the RPOs, mm-hmm. and yeah. it helps to have Mark Ingram, who's about to be another thousand yards rushing the backfield. So dig this. You're the Ravens, or anything mm-hmm. for that matter, right? You have two thousand yard rushers. Mark Ingram mm-hmm. to get there because he's at nine. He's in the high nine hundreds. Um, yeah. And you, your backup running back has about to have over six hundred yards rushing. So basically, two of your thousand yard rushers is a running back, and the most leading rusher on the team is a quarterback, mm-hmm. <laughs> and who's also lead the league in QBR. How yes. amazing is that? But I'll say this though. I have to throw this in. Out of the way, it's gonna be it's a good year. And it's a great year for, for Lamar Jackson Ravens fans and fans of his. I mean, I'm a I'm a Steelers fan. You know how much I detest the Ravens. But I like this kid. I like this kid a lot. I like them at Louisville. I'm sad mm-hmm. and still pissed that Baltimore is allowed to draft them. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> like like knew some in the swan song his his last draft. Was able to trade back in, shock everyone, and and, dra- and pick him up. I'm still mad about that because I could have sworn that Jackson was going to go to New Orleans when New Orleans traded up in the first round, wanted to pick mm-hmm. an offensive lineman. I thought that Jackson, in and in, in being an apprentice on the Drew Brees, and Sean Payton would be a match made in heaven. Yeah, uh, with that offense, Sean Payton's offense, Lamar Jackson. Are you serious? Uh, uh. And. And whatnot. I mean, the possibilities, right? But alas, he's in the North, AFC North. That damn Purple Boys is going to be terrorizing <laughs> the division, <laughs> barring injury. And God bless. I'm not going to work for him. I hope he doesn't get hurt. But just think of it this way, man. I got to throw this out there, though. He's one of. I mean, he's still he's one of the uh, the, the the MVP contenders. We're having to be black. One of having to be three black quarterbacks. 
You know, yes. three of them in the top five, or top five in QBR, and Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And you could throw Dak Prescott in there. He's third in QBR. Just, just start yeah. throwing in there. And Deshaun Watson, number seven QBR. But yeah. in addition to those three I mentioned, Jackson, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, and the fourth, and the fourth year man's MVP contender, it happens to be a white running back who's third in rushing and third in receiving. Who knew, that right, be, he's on a fullback? Um, yeah, right, right. People, <laughs> wanted to be, who didn't, people didn't think he would make it as a running back. Christian McCaffrey is doing a damn thing in Carolina. So you have yes, – he is. Again, I, 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 this is wild. This is wild to me. The four MVP contenders, three of whom are black quarterbacks, and would they other be in a white running back? Go it's, fucking figure. <laughs> Welcome to 2019. But that's beautiful. It's right? a beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. I don't know if you I'm saw SNL this past. Yeah, I don't know if you saw SNL this past Saturday, but they did a joke uh-uh. where you know they they did a holiday prayer with uh, Kenan Thompson, and in his mm-hmm. prayer he said, you know, I want to thank Jesus before allowing Tom Brady to get beat by three black quarterbacks this season. Highly entertaining. <laughs> but. Like you said, <laughs> you know, with, with the, the years oh, God. and years of this thought process that African Americans mm-hmm. aren't smart enough to be quarterbacks and or head coaches Speak on, on the pro level Speak is being um, quellished, if you will. Thank you, Leonard Part Six. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it, it's 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 a beautiful thing to watch it happen the way that it's happening in a manner in which these QBs are not just doing it with their legs, they're doing it with their arms too. And they have these highly mm-hmm. explosive offenses. And it's very, very entertaining to watch. And like I said before, I hope the best for these guys and I hope that they continuously grow. Cause that was one of the things kind of hate making this about the Redskins again. That was the same thing that was said yeah, about great. Dwayne Haskins in the middle of the season was that, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't ready and he's starting to slowly progress at this moment as well. So, once again, I hope that these guys continue to improve, continue to become better, and will eventually end up mm-hmm. becoming the face of the league very soon because our greats, quote-unquote, in the NFL are getting older, and their time is slowly coming. So, yeah, the, the, the time is now for you, them to go ahead and attempt to snatch the mantle. You know what? We're going to go – well said, by the way. Well, well said, brother. But we're going to go from something – the subject that's been inspirational like that to one that's downright shameful. That's the New England Patriots. Now, look, <laughs> I, I know that y'all saw – I know people – I know you saw this and other people saw, like, Jay Glacier's release of the Patriots videotaping the Bengals, the footage he happened to get a hold of. Um, Actually, I haven't seen it yet. Home. I didn't realize that one existed. Oh, you should see it. Dude, you should see it. It's, it's uh, on. It's on YouTube now. Um, okay. But you, you should seriously, you should seriously see this shit. I mean, it is, it's something. I mean, first of all, I mean, it shows Jay Jay Glazer now, and you can see, um, them videotaping the the from like 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 the game, right? And they, and they did this for I think like do your job segment. Okay, this is big yes. security. Uh-huh. Okay, now I, I, I got to the point where they, they okay, hold on, let, let me uh, re- rewind this. I was showing them, videotaping for the bingo sidelines, 
They're about mm-hmm. to get confronted by Bengals security because they told the, the Browns that they were going to do this. They would be the Patriots staff, but they didn't tell the Bengals. So the Bengals wow. saying, this is the piece of film you're on this fan scout? And he said, yes. And he's like, come on, guys. <laughs> he said, come on, guys. <laughs> the basically, he says, from South Park. <laughs> he said, yeah, and the check this out. Security said, I don't see the fan scout in this footage. I don't see the advanced scout in this footage because there was a response to the, the Patriots dude saying that he's doing for a certain scout. So the photographer, the videographer said, no, that's not. We're trying to get some on-field perspective. Now you know that's bullshit because they're not supposed to be doing it. But anyway, <laughs> and, then the, and then the guy said, that's my bad. Security, bring the security to what we, we like, like, like replied, that's not the field. When they were showing them videotaping the Bengals sidelines, they're like, that's uh. not the fucking field. Why are you on this videotape the sidelines? You're supposed to videotape, feel, feel what's going on in the field. And then, again, remember what I said last week that if you're not guilty, why stress it? So the Patriots yeah. videographer said, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll delete that. And it'll be cool. Just let us delete this. We'll be cool. And they were like, nah. Of course, the big was like, no. It's like, it's like, that's why you were thinking you could take that? And the, the guy tried to say he didn't know. And maybe he did not know. I doubt it. But he was like, how could you not know? And so yeah. this dude say, I don't know, I'm sorry. But the point is, I'm not going to go through all this. But, like, uh, but the point is, is that those fucking Patriots are at it again. They can't help themselves. They, they can't help themselves. They have, a sex, they have a fetish for video, for video opponents. It's like, it's like a vice. It's like some yeah. people get off on titties and ass. They get off on videotaping. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if someone's up there, like, 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 like a jerk of their chicken watching this video and taking the video. Maybe they get off on it. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a vice. I don't uh, know. Patriots hub. Is that I don't what that know. Is? Patriots hub. Uh, I guess it is. Patriots hub. Move of a porn hub. There's Patriots hub. Not that we know anything about that, but anyway. Um, nah. But the point is, is that. If it comes out that Bill Belichick, head coach of the Patriots, knew anything about this, he should get at least, at least, what Sean Payton got for his yeah, ball about the Because remember what, yeah, because remember what Roger Goodell told him. He told mm-hmm. him that when Sean Payton tried to say that no, Goodell told him no, but you should have known. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with, well, with Belichick, because they're repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. And, this, and, the, and the craziest thing about this man is this is not as nearly as bad as Spygate Part One. Not nearly no. as bad. Not nearly as bad, because at least these these were like pregame walkthroughs. But the thing is, is that there's NFL rules that specifically state you cannot videotape opposing teams. The sidelines. You, 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 you're not supposed to do that. And it's a big deal because the Bengals, I know they're the Bengals, but they were the, 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 but they were the next week's opponent. They were the Patriots' mm-hmm. next opponent. Yeah. And the people out there saying it's just the Bengals, like I said a little bit earlier, yeah, but why do it? Sure, it's the, Patri- sure it's the Bengals, but why do it? You do it two reasons. You do, you do it because you think you could get an advantage of it, and two, because you can, or you think mm-hmm. that you can. And they've been acting as if they were above the law for the past, like, 
15 plus years since Spygate Part 1. And who knows how long they've been doing it before Spygate Part 1? Who knows how long they've been doing that? So, again, this is this, this, this what it did to the Bengals. It's, 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 a, kind of a, it's like, kind of like a, a parking ticket, if you will, compared to what they did before. But the fact that they're repeat offenders, that they didn't learn their lesson the first time around, that they're so arrogant that they would do it again, regardless of the damn the consequences, lets you know that the, that Roger Goodell and company should come down hard on Belichick. If it if it's proven, again, if it's proven that Belichick knew about this. God, but you know what? That's the thing. This is, this thing is easily left over for interpretation and left over for reasonable doubt, right? So sure. my thing is, yeah, even sure. even even if he did know, I still say, and, and, and this is coming from a guy who defends the cheating, the, has been defending the Patriots in this whole quote-unquote cheating aspect from cheating the Flake Gate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the whole thing is, you know, but from the, the Flake Gate, from the first <laughs> five gates, all of that. I've been a, a staunch defender in this. And I, mm-hmm. my thing is now with this 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 video leaking and and getting on a YouTube man it's just it, it's it's just a horrible look for sports as a whole. You know my whole thing is if you ain't cheating you ain't trying because like right. I've, I've said this on this show multiple times. It's part of sport to attempt to uh, to get an advantage on your opponent. And in all sports, mm-hmm. they, they try to steal signs. They try to learn signs. They try to figure out ways to memorize signs. There have been stories that, you know, teams have paid uh, uh, cleaning staffs that are in hotels of their opponents to, you know, look through their trash so they can find whatever. So everyone's looking for some sort of advantage on their opponent. Mm-hmm. But to be as blatant as this, as it pertains to the rules, it's something where I'm like, uh, okay, fine, dog. You got to do something at this point. I don't cheating. I don't care. I don't. I don't because at the end of the day, you still have to stop me as an athlete. But when you're right. just this blatant of a rule breaker, and your response is, and and once again, video recorded. Yeah. Let me delete this. And we'll just, all be cool. It's unreal. Shit's unreal, it's man. It's very unreal. It's so unreal. Yeah. yeah. Quite so. unreal. Well, I'll say this, man. That's all. I, there's not much to say about it. I wrote a rant earlier, like maybe yesterday or the day before, about mm-hmm. this because people were asking me, well, hey, man, what do you think about this shit? I mean, it is what it is. They, 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 they like to, they cheat. <laughs> that's what they do. They skirt the rules. They, that's what they do. That's that's what they that's what the Patriots do, but again, I, I think out of way Roger like like the devil should come down. I know I call Roger the devil Roger the devil because I still don't like the man, but that's not even there. Um, <laughs> I still think he needs to come down on the Patriots, but I think again, if it's proven again that Belichick at least knew about it beforehand, before it took place. He should get the he should get the uh, Sean Payton special, yeah, and get and get suspended for at least a season, yeah, because this this is crazy because he's a repeat offender, so 
you know, I know that <laughs> some tells me that Peyton has a has an eye on this as well because he's like, damn, dude, you you got my ass for a year for my role in Bounty Gate for me saying not knowing that I should have known. We're gonna do about this uh, this a uh, uh, um, a repeat offender. So anyway, yeah. that's it is what it is. So let's move quickly to the college bowl season because the bowls start, believe it or not, this Friday. They start Friday. I was talking about that as well, yeah. I mean, it goes yeah. to show you that there's too many damn bowls. I mean, damn. Oh. I mean, it's like, what is it, over 40 bowls? Actually, no. The dead of 39, it was up to 41 last season. Oh, oh well, my. I was I was. Yeah, so we've lost two, yeah. <laughs> but that still doesn't excuse oh. the amount of games that there are and the amount of bad matchups that there are. Now, like I told you last week, Sleazy Sports, yeah. every year we do our annual bowl right. preview, and we do our pick That's right. and we pick according to the line. And we did that, right. and we also gave insight on every game. And there are we a lot of bad games. Oh, God, no. I mean, yeah. I, uh, you wouldn't want we, to. We got time that shit tonight. <laughs> I feel like this. Right. That's not for the that's not for the week, you know. You gotta you gotta have right. that endurance to, to sit there and, and, and talk about thirty nine games, man. Because it is, ugh. Yeah. But still, God bless a lot y'all. of the MAC teams yeah. that have made it, a lot of the, uh, the conference USA teams, a lot of the six and six teams that are in there. I'm like, why? I understand why because they make money, but even still, why? And yeah, dude, who's gonna be at these games? How many people are gonna be in these in the stands in these games? Like, probably one is like a hundred. Maybe the players' families, the coaches' I'll, families. I'll like this though. Maybe, maybe two or three fans. I mean, I'll, why? I'll say this: the the low yeah. in terms of attendance will probably be somewhere between twenty five and twenty eight thousand. That'll be the bottom. That'll be the floor. That much? Yeah. That, that much? That much. It must be that much. <laughs> it, it, it will be. I, that damn much? I'll almost, I'll almost put money on it that the bottom will be about 22. Uh. Well, I, I did say 25, 28, and look at me trying to backtrack. I'm going to stick to that. 25 to 28,000 will be about the floor. Yeah. Celebration yeah. Bowl normally does about 30, 31,000 annually. And, yeah. And, yeah. Right. and even with that, we still – I'm saying we as if, you know, but I'm taking pride because it's an HBCU game. As a celebration bowl, it still will best about six to eight different games annually. And you're talking about a matchup between two FCS schools uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to two FBS schools. And that's why I'm like, you know what, some of these games, the the Bahama Bowl. Yeah. Once again, sounds like a great destination. To to to, to yeah. go to the Bahamas in the winter time, but to get a bunch of football fans of a team that's about seven and five to go to the Bahamas, right. <laughs> really, dude? Speaking of really? which, let's just get to it, man, because I'm I'm like rolling my eyes over this. I mean, all these goddamn bowls. I mean, why? Yeah. Why? 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 But anyway, let's just get to it, man. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, let's start with the good one that we that we have a vested interest in. The yes. Celebration Bowl. Yeah. North Carolina A&T, our beloved Aggies versus Alcorn State. I got an A&T. I'll say this real quick. Um, it is funny because normally, for its first four years, 
it was the first ever bowl game played in all of the bowl uh-huh. all, all of the bowls. It was the game that kicked off bowl season. Not this year, like you said. Yeah. We'll actually have about three or four games that are played Friday, and then you know that game is played at noon. So to your point, who do I got winning the game? And a very close one, I got A and T again. There it is. So quickly, we're gonna move through the rest of these got off of bowls. Uh, <laughs> start out with this is great. This great destination though that the makers wanted Bahamas yes, Bowl. Yes, not want- to be confused uh, with the toilet bowl. Uh, um, yes. But the Bahamas Bowl, great destination right quick. I'm picking Buffalo to beat UNC Charlotte. As am I. And remember, that used to be the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl. That's right. I want my chicken, damn it. Uh, moving right along to the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. I mean, are you sure? That's like a, a black, a name of a black church. The first Episcopalian <laughs> Baptist Holiness Church. You got all these goddamn this anyway. Utah State, Kent State. <laughs> Look at I got Utah State. They're favored by six. What the hell? I'll take them. Say the same way I said the last night on the show. Um, last time I saw Kent State play, they got beat by Aggies. Utah State's the Aggie, so I'm taking Utah State. There you go. Boom. All right, next. New Mexico New Mexico Bowl. Okay, simple. New simple name. Central Michigan, San Diego State. Many good seats still available. I got yes, San Diego State. <laughs> Hold on, it's good seats available. Uh, you got San Diego State? Right. I'm taking Central Michigan. Yes, sir. All right, I got Central cool. Michigan. So, next is the FBC Mortgage Curable. What the fucking hell? Liberty and Georgia Southern. I got Georgia Southern. You know what? This is a uh, new sponsor for that game. Um, yeah. God, if I remember correctly, I think I I I, I took Georgia's Southern to cover, um, which means uh-huh. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take Georgia Southern to win this one. But this one, th- that this game actually might be very competitive. Well, that's that's good that you said that way. To me, it ain't that deep. Moving right along <laughs> to the Sherebundi. Am I pronouncing this correctly? The Sherebundi, Boca Tombo. Oh, I yes. don't care. But it's a good matchup, Yes. Yeah, but it's a good matchup, though. SMU and Florida Atlantic. I'll give you that. Uh-huh. I, I'm going to pick Florida Atlantic. It's a home game for them, essentially a home game for them. This should be a very good game. That's, that's two 10-win mm-hmm. squads. So I'll take Florida Atlantic at home, but this should be a great game, I think, a very competitive game. Yeah, that was one of the things we talked about. Well, of course, well, not one of the things, but of course we talked about this game last night. Um, Lane Kiffin not being there. Yes, you said this is a home game. That was one of the things I was a little concerned about. With this game, with, with Florida Atlantic, would they be apt to play this game without their, their former head coach? And that the fact that it's at home, but I took FAU as well. Next, in the who gives a fuck Camellia Bowl, <laughs> you have Florida International and Arkansas State. <laughs> Vegas has Arkansas State by two and a half. I'll take Arkansas State over Florida over FIU. I am also taking Arkansas State. Yeah. Cool. Now this is an interesting matchup. A very cool matchup because of, of, of if you know the histories between these two schools and the Mitsubishi mm-hmm. Motors Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State taking on Washington. That's right. The connection yeah. between the two schools. It's Chris mm-hmm. Peterson. 
Chris Peterson yeah. formerly coached at Boise State, brought that program to the stratosphere, landed mm-hmm. at Washington, did some good things there, but he's retiring. So this yes. is a swan song. So I thought that was cool, right, Quinn? I'm not going to spend too much of time on this, I promise. But this mm. is pretty cool of the selection committee to pick these two teams together. Yes. Lots of history involved. Should be hella cool to watch. I, I bet that Peters is going to be emotional like a mud throughout the game. After all that said, I got Boise State win. Now, from my understanding, I think Peterson's not coaching. Oh, he's not. I, 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 heard he, he I hope he's out. there at least. I hope he's there watching. Oh, yeah. I'll, that'd be I'll, too I'll cool for him not well. to be there. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I'm thinking, too, because this game was basically put together for him. Let's be real. Yeah. You know. But, right. but right. Like, with that said, I also have Boise State winning this game as well. Or an L carrier's New Orleans Bowl, not the bad mm-hmm. place to have a bowl, by the way. Appalachian State, UAB. Appalachian State is very fucking good. UAB yeah. is a great story as well. They're pretty good. That mm-hmm. said, I got Appalachian State in what should be a very competitive game, in my opinion. Vegas has App State winning by 14. 16 and a half now, yeah. Well, 16 and a half? Yeah, that's insane. Um, yeah. And to me, I'm about to throw an old school uh, – Throw back on you. For whatever reason, the UAB logo reminds me of Tic Tac Doe. You don't know about it, huh. Google it. You'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean. But I'm taking App State. Yeah. Bad Boy Morris Gasparilla Bowl. Jesus yes. And, and not UCF. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, he, uh, that's just a Halloween thing that my son has. For those of you who listen, that's. Um, a, a, a dog who's barking real loud. That's what you hear right now. My bad, y'all. But anyway, I got to throw that motherfucker out. Uh, UCF <laughs> and Marshall and the Gus Bernabeu in Tampa. I got UCF winning. That's favored by 17 points. I got him winning that game. Central Florida. Cool. All right. Next, you have in the Aloha Stadium, uh, the Sophie Hawaii Bowl. Again, not a bad place for a bowl. You got yeah. Hawaii taking BYU. They got BYU favored by a point and a half, but I'm taking Hawaii. It's a home game for them. I got Hawaii. And that's one of those other problems because it's the Hawaii Bowl in Hawaii. Hawaii's at the crib. They don't travel. Well, don't have right. to travel. Will they get up for this game? Right. I'm taking mm. Hawaii. Cool. I'm taking Hawaii. Walk on Independence Bowl. These names in this bowl is killing me. Louisiana yeah. Tech and the U, Miami. They got Miami favored by six. Miami can't possibly lose to another group of five school, right? I mean, they lost <laughs> to Florida, Florida International. Mm-hmm. They got beat by Duke the week after. Yeah. You, they can't lose to Louisiana Tech three games in a row to subpar competition, can they? But this is Shreveport. I know I told you I told you earlier that I'm not going to spend too much time on these games, but it's a Shreveport, which means it's virtually a home game for Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. I got to take Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. Miami's, Miami, something's going on in Miami. I don't know what the hell's going on in Miami. But I think Louisiana Tech's going to take win this game, and I don't think it's going to be even close. I don't think Miami shows up mentally. Mm. That's another one of those things, too, that we talked about, too. Um, you know, with the program as proud as Miami, 
how would they feel about yeah. playing in this bowl game. The fact that it's against yeah. Louisiana Tech, or a.k.a. the, the fighting uh, Terry Bradshaws, and the fact that they're playing in Shreveport. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a home and game with that said, I'm Tech and Louis. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, with that said, I'm taking uh, La Tech, so yeah. Yeah, because this is a big, this is their this is their national championship game for them. Because yeah. they're playing a, a major power, power five school, uh-huh. a tradition like Miami, whose fans will yeah. travel. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if those – Miami has a lot of talent, but they don't have any good football players. Talented players, but not good football players, not tough players. So mm. I'm taking a lot of tech. Um, the quick lane bowl in Detroit. Pitt mm-hmm. versus Eastern Michigan. Pitt's favored by ten and a half. It's kind of a home game for Eastern Michigan, but I got I got Pitt in this one. Pitt's much more talented, they're better, and they're and 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 they're and they're tough. I got Pitt in this one. That's sure. Yes. Pitt looked real good earlier in the season against uh, Penn, uh, Penn State. Taking Pitt. They should have beaten Penn State. I mean, they should have beaten Penn State and Happy Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got them. I got Pitt too. Um, in the military bowl, presented by Northbrook Grumman. Why they yes. have all that in this name, I don't know. But anyway, North Carolina, the Fighting Matt Browns will take on Temple. USC's fair by five. I love what is. I can't believe I'm saying this in NC State grab, but I love what, what, how the Tar Heels are trending. I got Carolina winning this one over Temple. Yeah, this is a game going to be played right up the street for me in, in uh, Annapolis. Um, mm-hmm. God, I, I, I wish I could go, kind of. But, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be out there mm-hmm. in Annapolis uh, in December, man. It's a little cold up there. But um, with that said, man, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to yep. take, uh, I'm gonna take uh, Carolina. Mich- uh, I'm sorry, the New Era Pinstripe, but it was an interesting matchup. The Michigan State versus Wake Forest. Michigan mm-hmm. State is favored. But I like Wake. I'm taking Wake. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm taking M-State. Um, in the Academy Sports plus Outdoors Texas Bowl. Again, these long names, man, is killing me. Yeah, these sponsors. Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Well, have just one damn sponsor. Uh, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. Interesting matchup. Old school Big 12 matchup. Uh, yeah. So, I like Oklahoma State in this one. I know it'll be a home game for Texas A&M. I was like, okay, State. As do I. Taking the Cowboys. I like the gun sound, the, the sound effects of the guns you made. Uh, San Diego State <laughs> County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Again, what's up with these fucking long-ass sponsor names? USC <laughs> versus Iowa. They got Iowa favored by two for some reason. I agree. I'll take I'll take Iowa in this game. Should be very competitive though. Yeah, this is going to be a situation where you see speed versus um, strength. You know, so yep. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take uh, Iowa State as well. I don't think not Iowa. But Iowa State. I'm sorry, Iowa. I don't know if Iowa has seen an office as as speedy as as uh, Southern Cal, but I don't know if Southern right. Cal has seen a team as physical as Iowa. So I'm taking Iowa. And mentally tough, too, so that's where I love Buffalo, Iowa. In the Cheez-It Bowl, God, these names are killing me. Air Force versus Washington State. I like Air Force in this game. Yeah, one of my favorite logos as it pertains to bowl games, I'm taking Air Force. Yep. 
Nice. In the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, now we're getting towards the New Year's Six. Uh, even though this will be played on December 28th. Um, I know, right? Memphis, Penn State. This should be good. Yeah. Well, I would I would give a Memphis. I would lean Memphis, but Mike Norvell won't be coaching the squad as he left for Florida State, which I don't, you know, which is understandable. So I like Penn mm-hmm. State in this one. I like Penn State. It should be a very competitive game, I think. I am taking what I used to call as a child the knitting lions. <laughs> uh, that Maryland accent. Um, and the Camping World Bowl, <laughs> Notre Dame. No, I was just dumb. I, was staying, I couldn't say knitting. Knitting. <laughs> uh, but I like Notre Dame in this one over Iowa State in the, in the Camping World Bowl. Taking the Fighting Irish as well. Now the two games again is weird because the New Year's is not on a it's on it's not on a weekend. The games are right? on the twenty eighth, which I think is a Saturday. Yeah. Two games, two two games that we both give a damn about. Most Americans give a damn about the most the college football playoff. The first one, mm-hmm. first semifinal. LSU, Oklahoma, and the Peach Bowl. I got LSU. Who you got? I too have LSU. Yeah, and plus Oklahoma has at least three dudes that are suspended from that game. So this probably this has aspirin written all over it. But the yeah. game, the best game of the two should be in the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, Clemson. It's hard to pick, man. This is hard to pick. I seen I watched them both play a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Ohio State being out of Cincinnati and Clemson because I'm an ACC guy. I just like Clemson, man. I, I like Clemson. I like Dabo. I like the way he's playing the underdog card, even though they're favored by two in this game by Vegas. <laughs> but I, I do like Clemson. I, I do like them. There's something about them. But this would be one hell of a game. I think whoever wins this game will win it all. And that's, that's exactly what we were saying uh, last night as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that said, I'm taking Ohio State. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, it's like pull. It's like it's like splitting hairs in this one. They're it both really powerful. is. They're both the two, to me, in my mind, the two best teams in the country. Yeah. You know, that's that's that's, that's who I think they are. Um, now getting back to reality, to other shitty ass matchups: Western Kentucky, Western Michigan, and the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Are you fucking kidding me with these names? Not at all. <laughs> the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. And Dallas, Texas is the side of the old Cotton Bowl, I think. Um, Western Kentucky, Western Michigan, the Battle of the Westerns. I got Western Kentucky. What the hell? I got Western Michigan. All right, cool. And the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Why don't you just call it Music City Bowl? <laughs> Mississippi State, Louisville. I, I like I, – I like Louisville. I like the the job that Scott Satterfield has done his first year at the helmet Louisville. Even though Mississippi State's fair by four, I'm taking Louisville. I too am taking Louisville. Cool. The Red Box Bowl in Levi Stadium, the home of the San Francisco 49ers, even though it's in Santa Clara. California mm-hmm. or Cal versus Illinois. I love the story of 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 of, of um, 
of uh, Levy Smith and Illinois get, got, got into the bowl game the first time in a thousand years. I like Cal because it's, it's like a home game for him. I'm taking Cal. Yeah, it goes back to me um, with the whole uh, speed of the Pac-12 versus the, the physicality of the Big Ten. I'm mm-hmm. taking Illinois. Mm. Mm. All right, then. Next, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Another New Year's Six Bowl. Florida versus Virginia. Great story about Virginia, but Florida's too strong, and this has ass women written all over it, so I like Florida in this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I thought that was the – oh, that's Virginia. I'm sorry. Yeah, I am taking yeah. Florida as well. The Belk Bowl, the last year of the Belk Bowl, as a matter of fact, you got Virginia Tech and Kentucky. I like Virginia Tech in this game. That's a great story for Virginia Tech bouncing back after a horrendous, horrific loss to Duke. But yeah. I like Virginia Tech in this game over, over Kentucky. Wow, this is the last year of the Belk Bowl? Yeah, I don't know if we call it something else. I know that Belk has pulled his sponsorship after this season. Oh, so, wow, okay. Uh, I don't know what the hell it's going to be called next year. But, again, too many bowls. I don't care if that goes away. But that's not a hit on yeah. Yeah, bowl game yeah. being played so in Charlotte in, in, in December. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. So, Tom, with that said, um, <laughs> you know me, and I, I always have to bring an HBCU into this somehow, some way, right? Um, Hendon uh, Hooker, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback for Virginia Tech, is the son of yes. A&T great <clears throat> Allen Hooker, also played quarterback oh. while he was at A&T. Matter of fact, Hendon – Wow. While looking to choose schools, I, I think his choices were Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and A&T. And there was a possibility oh, wow. that he was looking to transfer to A&T when there was a, a head coaching change made after Beamer left. Mm-hmm. But the current coach right. liked the play of Hooker, made him the starter. He's shown that he is capable of doing and had put up yeah. great numbers as a redshirt yes, sophomore. And I'm looking for this to be his breakout game. Virginia Tech wins the Belt Bowl. Yep. The Tony, get this name. Now, this is the craziest name. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Yes. Tony the fucking Tiger Sun Bowl. Not the Kellogg Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, not Tony the Tiger Tiger. What, What the hell? Anyway, Florida State, Arizona State. I got Arizona State beating the Seminoles. You wouldn't have played a game. ASU. There you go. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Navy, Kansas State. This should be competitive, but I got Navy in this one. I have Navy as well. And another game that we don't give a fuck about, the Nova Home <laughs> Arizona Bowl. Wyoming, <laughs> Georgia State. Why Why play this? Seriously, why? no one's going to watch this game. But I got Wyoming. Since I have to pick, I got Wyoming. Yeah, this is one of those games that will be like 22,000, 25,000 in terms of attendance. Bank on it. Mm-hmm. And with that said, that I'm taking Georgia State. Yeah. Yeah. The, be, the Valero Alamo Bowl. Exactly. The Alamo Bowl. Utah, Texas. I got Utah. I, too, am taking Utah. 
Now, here's the real January 1st on a Wednesday, the Outback Bowl. <laughs> Minnesota, Auburn. I got Auburn, and I have Auburn big. Auburn. Another ass whooping coming up, the Citrus Bowl. Michigan, Alabama. I got Alabama and an ass whooping. Alabama all the way. Rose Bowl game. Rose Bowl, game presented by Northwestern Mutual. Oregon, Wisconsin. I got Oregon. I'm going with Wisconsin. That Jonathan yeah. Taylor, boy, I swear. Should be a good game. Yes, it will be. It's good. It, it, it's good. Be it should be a hell of a. It should be a hell of a game. Yeah. Should be a hell of a game. The Sugar Bowl, Allstate Sugar Bowl. Excuse me, I get sponsored in Georgia, <laughs> Baylor. Baylor's a great story. I think George is pissed. <laughs> yeah. We're going to ask this kid by LSU. I, I, I like George in this one. I like him big. Mm. I'm actually going to go with Baylor. I, I think that oh, Baylor's wow. offense somehow, some way, um, gets one last touchdown in at the end of the game. Get this. Get this sponsor name, man. Tickets Martyr, Birmingham Bowl. Not Ticket Master. Oh, yeah, Ticket Smarter. Yeah, ticket we were trying smarter. to figure out what Ticket Smarter ticket. was. Yeah, Ticket Smarter. Ticket. Forget Ticket Master. Yeah, yeah, because you couldn't afford Ticket Master. You get the knockoff brand Ticket Smarter. The Ticket yeah. Smarter Birmingham Bowl. I ain't got Boston no master. Boston College. <laughs> Boston College, <laughs> Cincinnati. You see in the house. I'm taking Cincinnati. I like them big. So am I. All right. The Tech Slayer Gator Bowl. Indiana, Tennessee. How about Tennessee coming back and making a bowl? A major bowl at that. But that said, I like Indiana. I just do. Tennessee's a great story, but I like Indiana. Yeah, Tennessee making a bowl game. And then what, six and six? Seven and five? Seven, no, no, they're seven and five. They're seven and five. They're seven and five. Yeah, seven and five, yeah. I'm going to take Indiana as well. Uh, I don't trust Tennessee cool. yet. Yeah. Now, the last three games, three bowl games, right before the championship game, of mm-hmm. course, they had to be shitty matchups, right? Of course, the they did. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Again, yes. why? Ohio and, and Nevada. 66 Ohio and Nevada. I like Nevada because I don't like 66 teams in the bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, player. Nevada. Yeah. All right. I'm like Lockheed Martin on Forces Bowl. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lockheed Martin on Forces Bowl. Another yes. shitty matchup. Another shitty yeah. team in the house in Tulane taking on Southern Miss. I like Southern Miss. And hopefully that game will be in quickly because no one wants to see it. But I like Southern Miss. I'm going to go and take Tulane. Oh, okay. Take, take the green wave. Um. SMU's had a great year last this year. Least, I'm going to take the uh, Tulane. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, last but not least, the Lemon Tree Bowl. Ugh. Again, why? Louisiana, Lafayette. I think that Lafayette, Louisiana, Lafayette. Or it's Louisiana, uh-huh. Monroe. But anyway, I think it's that Lafayette. Uh, Louisiana, the Razor Cages. Louisiana and Miami of Ohio, which, okay, kind of a local team that's up the road in uh, Oxford, Ohio. Ten and three, eight and five. Not bad on paper, but again, 
too many ball games. They could not. They could have knocked off a few other ball games and, lit, and made this one a good matchup. But nevertheless, the game we play in Mobile, Alabama, I got Louisiana. Yes, because I don't Mac trust Mac teams. Yeah, I don't trust Mac teams. <laughs> I'm taking um, Louisiana. Oh man! All right. Well, um, I'm gonna save the bonus bonus segment for next week. It's after ten o'clock. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna tell you what well you, well you already know what it is, but I, I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm gonna kind of tease the the like the listeners. It's basically what's been what's been banned about the last few weeks regarding to Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, people like, you know, fuck it. I'll go into it. Um, <laughs> we got until 1030. I'll, I'll go into it. Um, for those of you who hadn't watched this, seen this podcast, All the Smoke on Showtime Basketball, they're on YouTube. But Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes do a hell of a job. It's mm. a great podcast. It's, I know they only have eight, epi- eight, eight episodes. But they do a great job. They they bring the realness. I love the fact, along with them and uh, and the Knuckleheads podcast, brought to you by through the Players Tribune with uh, with Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. Yeah, and Darius Miles. Yeah, brothers. I have seen that one. Yeah, that's good. That's a good podcast series too. But it's good to see brothers, especially former players, doing their thing, like mm-hmm. talking talking sports and other things from their point of view. It's awesome. But if you haven't done so already, for the listeners out there, if you haven't done so already, check out the latest episode of All the Smoke where Stephen A. Smith was a guest. Now, Ooh. mind you, now, first of all, I've seen this podcast three times. It okay. was so compelling, the things that I learned from it. But the thing is, is that, <clears throat> is that what I liked about it is, is that, I, look, I don't, first of all, I don't agree with Stephen A. on a lot of stuff, but the brother made a lot of sense. As pertaining to Colin, with this, with the talk about Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. and how guys were calling, were pretty much, well, not guys, but people, mainly our people, calling Stephen A. a sellout. Yeah, for disagreeing, was saying that um, that that, that Colin didn't seemingly didn't want to play because he changed his relocation of the of the uh, of the workout program of the league and how he handled that and everything else. Now look. It's, remember I told you like a few weeks ago that why why do we have to name call when we don't agree with folk? I mean, what ever yeah. happened to agreeing to disagree? We're not all the same. No. Black people ain't, we're not all the same. We know that just like not all white people are all the same, just not all Latinos are the same, just not all Asian brothers and sisters are all the same, just like not all Native Americans are all the same. I could go on and on and on and on. Why do we as black folk, when we don't agree with somebody, if it goes against culture, why the fuck do we have to call names? Why do we have to cancel, quote unquote, cancel them? What the fuck is that? I mean, who who died and could proclaim the woke crowd or whoever the hell else is out there doing it? Who the hell is they that to proclaim them all things, all things, the Lord and Lord as? Of blackness. Why? Why it's, do we do that? Why, why? Why do we do this? That's, I mean, look. I mean, far be it for me to agree with a lot of Stephen A. Smith says, but he—I mm-hmm. thought he made a lot of sense. 
I don't know if you listened to yeah. it yet. We've seen the podcast. If you haven't, I would. Or, or, uh, ha, uh, have you? Is that yes? I'm sorry. I was talking. No, no, I have yes. I, I was. I was in the greens, but oh, okay. I haven't you watched it yet. And I will most definitely you watch it as it. soon as we get off. But I'll, I'll say this, yeah. right? Because you know me. Your listeners know me. Yeah. I've been on the show enough. Right. And they've heard me be right. one of those people who have been very vocal on my views about Colin Kaepernick as an athlete, but not right. as, you know, a, 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 a social activist, right? And the yeah, thing is, which, for whatever reason. Which, 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 we, which what we both agree with, but, but, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, it, just, it seems, though, that for whatever reason, people can't seem to separate the two. That if I'm in disagreement, disagreement on how he carries things as a player, it's me right. speaking out on him as an activist. Where that is not the case, and then like you said before, right? We both are. You, we both yeah, agree when you do that. disagree, it, it it has to mm-hmm. result down to name calling, and, and, and like I said before, right. it is it is it is very childish, and it's yeah. very lazy, because for for me, what it shows to to me is that you're not willing to think outside of a box. And well, and, and look at things from, well, from various angles. Well, the person's opinion, right? Yeah, or at least you're like, you know what? That's what you believe because at, at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. This is how we believe, right? A, a, right. A, or, or how we perceive a particular situation, right or wrong, because we're not necessarily uh, Colin, so we can't tell Colin what's necessarily best for him to do in his situation. But mm-hmm. what we can speak on is how we perceive it or how we believe others to perceive it. And I am in, completely, uh, in complete agreement with Stephen A. in that situation <clears throat> that, yes, you can't come out and, 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 and deal with a situation where an employer is looking to hire you. He's giving you an interview, mm-hmm. but yet you come to say, well, right. you, you, first and foremost, you change the location of the interview, even though I still believe that the reps right. could go to tryout because eight reps did. And even still, you come out wearing a Kusa Kente t-shirt. That's right. why I said before, That's what neither side cared. Yeah, neither side cared about how the situation was being handled. And that's why I thought this whole thing was a farce. And for people to come out to the defense of Colin Kaepernick in this situation, I'm not Downing you for that, but I'm like, yo, right. you gotta look at the optics of this, because everyone can't do this. You can't do this. Yeah. You can't be in a situation right. where if you no were being asked to no interview, there were a job. No one could yeah. do this and expect to still get a job. And that's why I'm like, dude, you can't be mad that no one's hiring you because you gotta look at your own antics. You're, they've always told us our actions have. Uh, 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 what, is, what is it saying? Um, all action has an, an, an opposite and equal reaction, right? Yeah. And and, and all like actions that. have consequences. And yes, mm-hmm. your actions have consequences. And you doing what you did had a consequence. And you can't be mad yep. because that was the consequence to your actions. To your action. Hey. Now, had he done absolutely nothing, and and that mm-hmm. that was the actual response, then I'd be a little upset. I'm like, yo, he didn't even do nothing, dog. 
But y'all, you had your own actions. Yeah. Even though I still felt as though that once again, that the GMs or 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 uh, scouts could have made it to the tryout because yes, it's on the way to the airport. Right. Other side showed up. Yeah. Right. Other side airport. Hey man. Showed up. So yeah. Hey man, listen. The name call is horrible. Let's do this something. Hey, hey, let's do this next one, man. Why don't you, because mm-hmm. you, you told me you, you hadn't seen the podcast. I want you to yeah. look at the podcast. We're going to do a deep dive next week. I promise Great. that. I promise I find myself watching this podcast again. It was, it's that good. You probably find yourself mm-hmm. watching at least two or three times. I'm just going to warn you. But we're going <laughs> to take a look. We're going to, we're going to deep, have a deep dive in this next week, uh, as well as talk about the other major uh, sports goings on, whether it be NFL, NBA, whatever the hell happens. But uh, yeah, let's do that for next week, man. And that, 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 that way we'll have more time. Maybe invite a buddy of ours on the podcast, maybe Previn or a couple other cats. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I set all that up. But uh, Previn's one of our fellow Aggies, by the way, for those who don't know. But anyway, let's do, let's do it for next week, man. Most time. Should be a lot of fun. Happy birthday, man. Take a night. Happy. happy yeah, I'm about to say happy ball season to you. Great mind, take a light. Take care. Peace out. <laughs> you too. All right. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on uh, Sleazy Radio on every Tuesday on Facebook Live, as well as the Yard Slash HBCU Sports. The rest of all things, HBCU Sports. Thank you all for tuning this podcast again. Check us out next week. We're going to get a deeper dive into uh, all the small podcasts Steve Nation where we talked about Carl Captain and a host of other issues. That um, that that will have you thinking, and other shit that we that come to mind. But thank y'all again for tuning in. The Scott Perk sign out. Stay warm on this cold Wednesday evening. Oh, six ice cold. Peace. <laughs>